WFN. This is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Friday, June 15th of this Father's Day weekend. And we send uh, best wishes to everybody out there on this uh, Father's Day weekend. For those of you who are fathers, uh, like myself and uh, many others out there, a very, very happy Father's Day to everybody out there. So enjoy the weekend. Uh, day two of the U.S. Open. They're all chasing the number one player in the world, the best player in the world. And, you know, last year before he fell down the flight of stairs right before the Masters, Dustin Johnson had really started to dominate the way Tiger Woods used to. I mean, he had really taken the sport by the throat. Uh, He had not done that much since then. It took him a while to get back, to get the back ready. He's had kind of a lackluster, you know, year for him. Even though he's always around and he's because he's so unbelievably talented, he just comes off a 19 uh, under win at the St. Jude, and now he comes here and he is dominating the proceedings in a day on a time where you have many of the world's best players being you know mortified with their performance. You have uh, Dustin in with a 67 today, the only one who topped him. Uh, was one of my picks, which was Fleetwood, uh, who today, after going six over yesterday, which was a normal round, the average score yesterday was 76.38. So that was actually a normal round. Uh, he shot four under the day, so he's only plus one. Um, so I guess he was five yesterday, not six. Uh, he was five yesterday, so he's plus one for the proceedings. He was four over today. Uh, four under today, he shot a 66. Johnson shot a 67. So Johnson's four strokes in front, and that pretty much means if you aren't plus three or better, you really have no chance going to the weekend because this is not a, a place where you can make up a lot of scores, make up a lot of, a, a, a lot of uh, strokes. You're not going to go on a birdie brigade in this place. It's not like that. Pa's a good score. you got to grind scores here. So uh, it's going to be hard to catch him, number one, but there's a couple of guys on that leaderboard that could. Um, you have a couple of talented players who are close, and those are the guys. As unless somebody bursts up with it, really bursts, you know, fourth with a big score today. These are the guys you're going to think about. Poulter, who is usually not very good in our big tournaments, but is great in the Ryder Cup, uh, is right there. Fleetwood, as we said, is in after the 75 yesterday. He's posted a 66 today, which is the best score posted. Uh, he's one over. Charles Howell just started his round. He's one over. Hoffman just started his round. He's one over. Justin Rose just started his round. He's one over. And Stenson's in at, and he's a very dangerous player, at uh, 71-70 at one over. He's been very consistent for the two rounds. Henley backed up his 69 with a 73, so he's plus two. And that's where we are right now. If you're looking for Tiger Woods, he has finished the first two rounds at 10 over par. Eight yesterday, two today. He was, de- he was at 1.12 over. He's 10 over. So the question is, does the 155-foot yacht leave now or leave early next week from Sag Harbor? Um, Mons, maybe you could count it up. It's 60, top 60-plus 60 ties. 
So where does that give us a break right now if you count it down? What number are we at plus what if we go top 60 plus ties right at the present time with a lot more scoring to, to happen this afternoon? But where does plus 60 and uh, ties put us right now? It looks like the cut line's going to be plus 9. Plus 9, and Tiger's at plus 10. So maybe he gets a break and gets to play if things fall apart and enough guys fall below that line. That's so, the projected cut line. The projected cut line right now is plus 9. Okay, so plus 9 is what you're looking at, and you got a lot of guys who are right, you know, right around there uh, who are going to, and some people, big names, who are going to have to improve to get there. You know, look at this. There are pros here who are plus 24. Plus 23, plus 21, plus 19, 18, 17, etc. I'll give you some big names to start the day. A lot of people pick Keegan Bradley as a dark horse. He is 15 over par. John Rahm, the Rama, one of the best players in the world, a young player with immense talent. People wondered if his clubs are still intact because of his fierce temper. 15 over par. The Rama won't be joining us this weekend. Um, as we move forward, Adam Scott. Is already in at 13, has probably already cleaned out, and is on his way probably already at plus 13. Uh, Jason Day at his mobile home there. He right now, three holes into his second day, is plus 12. So it doesn't look like he'll be spending the weekend. Kevin Kisner, usually a very consistent player, at plus 12. Uh, now that the 11s, including Rory McIlroy, two holes into his second round, a plus 10 yesterday. Now he's plus 11 Right now, it doesn't look like Rory will be joining us this weekend. Bubba Watson, who never plays well at the U.S. Open. Um, Tiger Woods, who could be on that cut line if it moves. Right now, the cut line is considered to be plus 9. Tiger finished up his second round with a 72. He's plus 10. I know who you're asking about. I know who you're wondering about. Two guys, Jordan Spieth and Phil Mickelson, who are both plus 9 at the present time, and are right on the cut line. Playing together, that tremendous trio of Spieth, McElroy, and Mickelson are right now 30 over par. 30 over par. Do you think there's ever been a time in their lives collectively that those three guys have ever been on the course together and been 30 over par? 30 over par as Spieth plays hole number five right now and is plus nine, he's actually got a birdie attempt on the par five to see if he can get the plus eight and then try to spend the weekend. Same thing for Phil, who is plus nine right now. So that's where we are. I gave you the big names who are done for the day, the big names who are packing it up, and, of course, the number one player in the world who is leading the tournament uh, right now. And you have a couple other guys. We'll see if any of them can get into uh, into red numbers uh, at any point in this tournament. But right now, the only guy, you have one guy four under, and that's, of course, Dustin Johnson with his 69 and 67. And then Ian Poulter, who right now is even par uh, for the tournament. Uh, those are the only two who are not plus for the tournament right now, and that's where we are. And if you were like Fleetwood sitting in right now at plus one, you like your position. You're five strokes off Dustin Johnson, and that's a good place to be already nestled in at plus one. You know you're going to be in good shape as it looks like the wind is even starting to blow a little stronger out there at 3 o'clock at uh, Shinnecock, which has clearly taken many of the uh, top golfers and embarrassed the heck out of them 
over the last couple of days. As I see Rory putting for Bird at 11, and he misses it. Um, really, they've got nothing going, so we'll see. We'll find out if the 155-foot uh, yacht will be leaving. And it just shows you how sometimes how shameless a, a TV network can be, and they all do it. I was watching this morning around 11.30 I was getting dressed to come here, and they said, well, you know, folks, he might be plus nine, but he's he, he still got a run on him. Talking about Woods. I mean, you know, he could still be around for the weekend. Oh, sure. Really, what's he going to do? Go join the booth? I mean, if he's not going in the booth for the weekend, he's not going to be around the way things are looking right now. Now, he did get to plus 12. He has backed it down to plus 10. And right now, the cut line is at plus 9. So maybe he gets lucky enough to hang around and embarrass himself a couple of more days. Uh, lefty right now. For a uh, birdie putt on the par 5 fifth, that's where they're all playing right now, so they all had birdie putts. Mickelson miss, uh, uh, made his, so he goes to plus 8. So Phil now gets back to the living at plus 8. Uh, for the day, he has two bogeys and now a birdie on the par 5. Spieth is about to putt for a uh, birdie and see if he can get the plus 8 also. And Mc- McElroy already missed his at plus 11. So that's where we are as Dustin Johnson has put up a score that they'll all have to chase into the weekend. Uh, the the baseball, last night, some more Torres magic. What else is new? They put him up in the five spot. He gets a three-run homer. The kid continues to just do wondrous things. I mean, nothing will surprise you that he does. Absolutely. Spieth made his and goes to eight also. So Phil and Jordan Spieth right now both move to plus eight and are among the living. Mons just told you the cut will be at plus nine. Plus, Mons was our uh, intrepid reporter today. He went down to Monmouth. It's not hard to get Mons to go to Monmouth. It's not hard to get Mons to go to uh, anywhere where he can uh, make a bet. But that's where he went, and he brought back all the goodies and he's going to give us a, a little report here on what he saw. So, Mons, tell me, uh, first of all, how was the place? Was it uh, opulent? Was it crowded? Was it nice? Was it, uh, you know, impressive? Or was it kind of shoddy and dingy? What was the deal? No, it wasn't shoddy at all. It was uh, it was well kept. It was clean. It was crowded. I probably wasn't. I was told yesterday it was insane, uh, especially with, you know, a lot of the government figures were there. But, no, good crowd, uh, good people. You could bet on anything. Uh, the lines, the take so a bet any sport, right? Any sport, futures, uh, pro sports. Um, you know, they had a bar. They have like a players' club. You get like a card. I guess they they tally up how much you've been betting. Do they it. have the boards like we do? And they yeah. do in the Vegas. They have the big boards Absolutely, up. Absolutely, same yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, it's, it's like a legit Vegas sports book. Um, I, I could tell one thing though is that the the tellers are a little green, so they're okay. kind of learning on the fly as well. Gotcha. They have like their managers behind them, kind of walking them through. Right. But, so um, if you want to make a bet on uh, who's going to win the college football championship this year, it's up. It's up. Yes. Okay. You can. They actually have a a that those are on the those are on the board, but they actually have like a section with like um, stacks of papers with all those types of odds and where the current odds are from where they originally were. Um, you could bet parlays. You could bet you know everything. So. And there's no max, right? You can bet whatever guy, you want, right? I asked the guy. I said, is there a max? And he said, there's no max. There's a minimum of $2, but there's no max on bets. Like, if you want to win, uh, make a bet right now, like, who's going to win the uh, home run title? The favorite right now, believe it or not, is Giancarlo Stanton. Is the favorite, along with Mike Trout, to win the home run title, as an example, if you wanted to do that. Uh, you could wager on all the futures and all the different stuff on, uh, uh, in the NFL. 
Uh, right now, if you want to see some opening odds here, uh, the Pats are uh, six to one to win it all. As a matter of fact, uh, if you're interested in such things, I actually saw. Believe it or not, I made this point the other day to someone. I said I really think if you can grab the Giants at six and a half. I actually saw the Giants yesterday at six. Six games. I'm sorry. Jump on the Giants at six games. I understand the schedule's tough early. Jump on the Giants. They, the Giants are going to be a lot better than six wins. I'm, I'm, that's. I couldn't believe it was six. They now, it was six minus 155, but still, six is six. I mean, that's it. You only have to have seven wins to, to win. I think that's a absolutely jump on that with the Giants. Yeah, on the board, they also had NFL Week 1 with every game and all the lines you could already bet, you know, opening, you know, the first few games of the NFL gotcha. season. You know, now, if you wanted to bet them. So everything up, and you like the place. I, I look, it's Monmouth Park, so it's nice, but they, they, it's it's set for, it's it's like walking into a sports book, only it's, you know, a little half outside, half inside. There's a bar, there's a restaurant, um, and they're there and they're working. Monmouth Park Sportsbook by William Hill, it says here. Yeah, so they yeah, brought back all the stuff. They have a whole little... Free parking. And they have they have teases and stuff, right? They have yeah, parlays and teases. Yeah. and all, Not that they're good bets, they're not. But they, I mean, they have all that stuff. And they gave you a whole thing about how to bet. They gave you a whole brochure. They have a whole brochure here. Betting college football, betting college basketball, betting tennis, betting soccer... Uh, they have a whole little uh, glossary here on how to bet these different sports and what you're doing and everything else, what you can parlay, what you can't parlay, uh, what you can bet, two-way bets, three-way bets, all this different. So they got all kinds of stuff here. So that's uh, number they games, two. Uh, right. TVs with all the games on, so that you know whatever you want to watch. All right. The clientele wasn't you know wasn't bad. It was. Okay. Oceanport's a nice area, and they had uh, nice people there. There you go. So there's the sportsbook uh, scenario in Jersey. So uh, now that's part of your life in Jersey and will be in other places. So we get to those two things. I want to get to one thing here because it has, um, I really think, starting to, and someone mentioned this to me. I was playing golf. Someone said, can you guys just stop talking about the Grom on all your stations and all your shows? And I said, he goes, it's gotten crazy. So as a public service, I chatted with a few people. And what I was told was the Grom is not being traded. So maybe that now will slow down some inertia. Not being traded is what I was told. So uh, no interest in trading him. That any things that change... I was also told that Alonzo was not ready. Not ready. That he needs to go to AAA, that he's not ready. I asked that question too. But was told that he is not being traded. That is not the plan. The plan is to build around the two pitching stars and what they think is some other pitches that they like. They have high hopes for Matson Wheeler, for Lugo and Gesellman. Uh, they feel they have a good core of their pitching staff, and they will build accordingly around that. But they have no intention of trading DeGrom, which maybe will slow down all this craziness about the DeGrom stuff and him tra- being traded and all the different stuff. So um, that comes from a very good source that uh, there, is no ten- uh, there is no thought right now and no intention right now to trade DeGrom. PJ.com has seven for what? 
Oh, for, for, for the cut line. Uh, for the cut line, plus they now seven, have yes. it to plus seven. Yes, the U.S. Okay. Open website said nine, but PGA says seven. I'm told that's the accurate one. Okay, so now you've moved it up to seven, so they still have work to do. Okay, it is It is now at the U.S. Open, plus 60, uh, 60 players plus ties is how they do it. So they start with a very high number of players. I think they had 150-60 off. So they, it's 60 players for the weekend plus ties, is my understanding, is the way they're doing it at the U.S. Open. And that, you can count it down. And right now, Mons tells me that PJ.com puts the cut at plus seven. So that puts guys like Spieth and Phil on the wrong side still at plus eight. Puts Tiger uh, far enough on the other side that maybe the captain can start getting the boat fueled uh, to take it out of Sag Harbor. Or no, maybe no. Tiger might find that he might want the might want to visit the Hamptons for the weekend. You never know. You know, might have nothing else to do. You know, might want to spend the weekend. Who knows? But his uh, 155 foot uh, vessel, which has been in Sag Harbor, uh, you know, may or may not be leaving this evening. We'll see if it's going to you know uh, take off and head to parts unknown. So that's where we are. I see Ricky Fowler right now. You know who we have not mentioned? Who's putting for birdie and is only plus two. So Ricky Fowler has kind of, you know, lived here quietly so far where, and he is as confident and smooth a putter as there is anywhere at any time. It's amazing he doesn't win more when you look at that putting stroke because he hits the ball pretty well off the tee. He's got a pretty complete game, and he is the most confident putter with his tempo and his stroke that you will ever see. And... It's unbelievable how good he is with, with 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 the putter and how confident he is. So he's in the mix here at plus two. So there's one of the uh, young guys. Let's see how he does here. If he can go to uh, plus one. Uh, no, he missed the putt. So he had a birdie putt. He didn't make it. So uh, he taps in to stay plus two. And Ricky Fowler was in the mix at plus two. I think anything inside plus three puts you in good shape, puts you within seven shots on Saturday, puts you in the play right here. Now, listen, Johnson's going to be a tough front runner. There's no question. Uh, you're not going to get him all at once, and he's going to need to stumble. You know, if he goes out there and puts up, you know, two more rounds in the 60s, you can kiss it goodbye. He's long gone. But you never know. Justin Rose here is in the mix at plus two. Uh, you have Poulter and Charlie Hoffman, who are even par. So that's where we are right now. Casey's plus one. You notice there's a little bit of a European influence here because I think this course is playing much more like the courses over there, and that's why these guys are probably doing better. They play in these conditions, play in the, this wind, play in that kind of course, play in that kind of shot-making. Dustin Johnson aside, they play in that kind of shot-making a lot more. So maybe that's why you're seeing a lot of that. Phil is uh, plus eight, and I would say right now unlikely to make the cut because I don't think he can get around and on the par the rest of the way. I don't think he can do it. If he, I think Spieth could if he ever gets the putter hot. I don't think Phil will hit enough shots to do that. And they said yesterday that Spieth, it was really the putter that he did not hit the ball that badly, but his putter, which has been a big problem for him this year, I mean a big problem, continues to give him fits. Phil... Uh, yesterday didn't hit a lot of good second shots. They said he hit fairways, but he didn't hit it. And there's another bad second shot as an example. He did not hit that uh, well at all. And they said yesterday he was not putting the ball in good places. And if you don't put it, like where Phil put the ball right now, he's dead. I mean, that's, it, it's, it's a bogey. There's no way around. Even as a magician as he is, it's a bogey where he put the ball. Uh, there's no way. He's not recovering from that. So, I mean, uh, I, I don't, 
have a lot of uh, good feeling about him getting into the weekend. McElroy is deader than dead. I mean, he's plus 11, so he'd have a go on a major charge here. Uh, I think that's highly unlikely uh, the, with what's going on. So it doesn't look like you'll have a lot of the big names this weekend, but you will have Dustin Johnson, the number one player in the world, at the top as they head to Saturday. We'll get it all rolling for this uh, Friday show right after this.